Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the I'm going to be reading uh, this morning uh, from the Message Bible for my main text just because of its vernacular and it's, uh, just it goes well with what we're going to be talking about this morning. I'm going to conclude our series today, Hidden in Plain Sight. It's been a good series on just the provision of God. And I hope that what has happened through this process is that you've kind of gotten beyond the point of just thinking about provision as things uh, resources, but also provision that God has laid up for us and in the intangible things. Uh, you know, God's uh, direction, God's guidance, God's uh, voice, uh, God's help. Today we're going to be talking about God's rest and restoration, how God gives us life and, and really renews our spirits and kind of takes us uh, on a journey to do those kinds of things. Our series text is found in Isaiah 45 and 2. It says, I'll go ahead of you. Clearing and paving the road, I'll break down bronze city gates, smash padlocks, kick down barred entrances, I'll lead you to buried treasure, secret caches of valuables, confirmations that is in fact I, God, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. Confirmations of who you are and who you are in Christ. And really when you think about that, that statement, confirmations of who you are, who you are in Christ Jesus, it's really about a journey of discovery. Not only discovery of who I am, but who God is to me and who I am in Christ Jesus. You know, journey, uh, life is a journey, isn't it? Life is an adventure, sometimes not a great adventure, sometimes a challenging adventure, but nonetheless, it is an adventure. And I just believe that there is an adventure for each and every one of us. I, I believe that God desires to instill life into each and every one of us, uh, you know, through the experience that we go through on a daily basis. Life is an adventure. God wants you to have that. There's an adventure that awaits you. And I think there's provision in that. And that provision is that just there's restoration. There's renewal. Anybody ever get to the place where you're just kind of done? Like two people that have only been there. You guys are a blessed people. If you've never been to the place in your life where I'm like, how many of you have said as you've left the job on a day, I am done? I, I am not coming back. This is it for me. I promise you, I have quit this church probably at least 50 times. 50, uh, at least on a Sunday. And then but guess what I do? I show up back on Monday. Because even though we feel done, we know we're not done. But how do we find the life? How do we connect with what God is promised us? I mean, He said He would give us life and give it to the abundance, Right? Sometimes my life, my experience, doesn't measure up to God's promise. Sometimes there's a big gap between what God has said He would do and what I'm actually experiencing in my life. What do we need to do to find the connection? What do we need to do sometimes just to get back plugged in to where God is really connected to us and we are connected to Him? I think there's some provision for us in the idea of adventure, that we discover about our, what we can discover about ourselves, what we can discover about our God, and where we can find rest and restoration. 1 Corinthians 1.7 says this. It says, just think. You don't need a thing. You've got it all. 
Man, I can stop right there and say, I don't think so. I don't think so, God. You know, God, I question that ideology. I question that statement. You know, I don't need a thing. I've got it all. Where is that showing up in my life? Because there's a lot of days I feel like I'm lacking. I feel like I don't have what I need. Are you with me this morning? Are you awake? Won't you bump your neighbor and say, won't you all wake up this morning? This is church time. It's church time. All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our Master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God Himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by Jesus. God who got you started in this spiritual adventure shares with us the life of His Son and our Master Jesus. He will never give up on you Never forget that. Now, I like how that comes to a conclusion, don't you? Never forget that. Father, I ask that, God, you would anoint us this morning, that, God, you would bring some life and you would bring passion and you would bring energy into this place today. God, this is not a routine for us. This is an experience. This is a, this is a way of living. This is a way of life, God. And we need to find a connection with you so that we can find that life that you promise us. Help us to close the gap between the life you promise and the reality we face this morning. I pray that, God, you give us a tent of ears in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Adventure, this is what I believe about adventure. Adventure both releases and captures the soul of man. Adventure both releases, it gives me an escape, but then it helps me to find myself and find who I am so that I can capture again my soul. There's a sentiment in the Word of God that talks about how I must lose myself in order to find myself. I think that mirrors that, that concept. Depart from the norm to discover the new. Does anybody ever just need to get away? We're in vacation season. I both love it and curse it at the same time. I love it for myself, but I hate it when you all are gone on your own vacations and you're missing church. So I, I love it and hate it. I, now, I don't, uh, I don't uh, begrudge anyone for taking a vacation. God knows we all need vacation, and that's even what I'm talking about a little bit today. But uh, we have to depart from the norm to discover the new. Anybody ever get tired of the familiar? Trying to speak to some people in the room today. Trying to find the... The, the heart that's maybe lost this morning and looking for a chance to beat again. I love the Tolkien quote that you've all heard. It's on t-shirts everywhere. That not all who wonder are lost. I love that. You know, just because I'm wondering doesn't mean I'm lost. I might be just on a journey looking for something, seeking adventure. It's good to get lost, I think, from time to time. It's good to disconnect from time to time. It's good to separate ourselves from the norms just to see where our feet may take us. I love to watch the survival shows on TV where they take the guys and they drop them off in the middle of nowhere. And they say to them, you've got five days to get back. And they are dropped with their packs and that's what they have and they spend the next four or five days trying to find their way out. They're lost, but they're not really lost. They're just on an adventure and they're looking for a way back. Someday, this is my hope, that someday when my kids are grown and when April needs a break from me, 
that they will take me into the middle of the woods with a good friend and drop me off and say, good luck making it back. I would love to do that one time. Because I believe, I believe it does us all good to leave the familiar to find something new. Did you hear what I said? I said, I think it's good for us to leave the familiar to find something new. Everybody needs to get lost from time to time just so they can find their way back home. Because here's what happens in finding our way home. We come to both appreciate the value of the journey and the value of the security and safety of home. We come to appreciate both. Turn to your neighbor this morning and tell them it's time to get lost. Get lost. Some Some of you have been wanting to tell the person next to you to get lost for a long time and this is your biblical opportunity to tell them to get yeah, now there's yeah some of you are t- still telling them to get lost wow all right if you're going to get lost here's some things that you're going to need if you're going to get lost some things you will need if you're going to get lost if you're going to get lost first thing you're going to need is an adventurous spirit first corinthians 1 9 says god who got you started in this spiritual adventure shares with us the life of His Son and our Master Jesus. You know, if you're going to get lost, you need an adventurous spirit. You are going to have to have one if you're ever going to leave the path. You know, we were, uh, a few years ago, we went on a backpack trip. I found this big uh, patch of uh, wilderness, just untouched wilderness in Arkansas. And, And come to find out, there's several places in the United States that have multiple parcels of acreage that are just left alone. They're not touched. Anybody can go out there and camp and and you can enjoy them. And so I found this huge place in Arkansas. It was around 20,000 acres that just untouched. And you could just walk through that, you know, and just camp out. So I got a group of my merry men together, a band of merry men, and we went on this this journey. And uh, there was some trails through the middle of this, but we weren't going to take no trail. You can't find anything new taking a trail. So we had looked where the river kind of cuts across. There was a little stream that cut off the main river. And so we had decided that what we were going to do is we were going to follow the main river till we found this little small uh, stream, and then we were going to cut across the stream, and we were going to stay with that. Well, that was easier said than done. We are hacking. I mean, it's like jungle stuff out there. I mean, vines everywhere, uh, grass everywhere, this high. You know, we are wading through the jungle. We've got machetes, and we are actually literally hacking our way through this uh, region. And uh, it was so much fun. We had a great time. But we got through the river, we walked, oh, I don't know, we probably walked five or six miles hacking like that. And I mean, that's a lot when you're carrying 50, 60 pound pack, you know, we're, we're tired by the end of that, that journey. We finally found the stream, we walked about a half a mile up the stream, and then set our camp up, so about five and, five and a half, six miles, and then come to find out, I kept hearing cars. I'm like, that's a car. Is that not what that is? It has to be a car. And so we started exploring, and about a quarter of a mile away from us is a main road. <laughs> we didn't go that way. We had our own adventure. We hacked our way through the, through the forest, but we could have made it there in about five minutes had we just went down the main road. My point is that sometimes you just got to leave the path. If you're going to have an experience, you know what? There's no good story in leaving the road and walking five feet into the woods and camping out. 
But there's a great story in us hacking through there, falling in the river, you know, having to help each other with packs. And, and I mean, and it builds character. It builds strength. It builds fellowship amongst uh, us as we did that. You have to leave the path. You're never going to get lost in life following the path. You have to make a new one. You never find Bigfoot unless you leave the path. You never discover El Dorado on the path. You have to get off the path. You know that we serve a God that, that is not a safe God. And I believe this, that God gave no man a safe heart. Think about that. God gave no man, God did not deposit a single man, inside a single man a safe heart. God gave every man a wild heart. But what has happened with us men is our heart has been domesticated and emasculated through culture and through responsibilities and through things that bind us and confine us. And what has happened is we have found ourselves stripped of the essence of life and left to the confinement of safety. We need an adventure. Why is it that when men go on fishing trips, they always come back and the best part of a fishing trip is the stories you tell? Right? The best part of a camping trip is the stories you tell because we're all in search of something different. We're all in search of something more. So many of us are left longing for more behind the prison bars of culture. Safe never discovered anything. Discovery and adventure is always a risk. You know, it was a risk when a guy said, you know, I wonder what we could do with this plutonium. That was a risk. It was a risk when someone said, I wonder what would happen if we fly this kite in a lightning storm. I wonder what would happen. It was a risk. I wonder what will happen if we take this glider up to the top of this hill and launch it off the hill. You know, do you know the Wright brothers launched? This is an interesting fact as I was just doing a little study. And do you know the Wright brothers launched over a thousand times off of a hill? And the name of that hill was Big Kill Devil Hill. You don't do that unless you're willing to take a risk. But great discovery, great adventure, great life comes from taking a risk. Safe people don't launch off of a hill called Big Kill Devil Hill. People who are willing to take a risk. Adventurous people do those things. Our God is not a safe God. And I love uh, what it says of Aslan in the line, the witch in the wardrobe, when he says, safe, of course he's not safe, but he is good and I promise you he's the king. He's the king, I tell you. Our God's not a safe God. God's not safe and he hasn't called any of us to safe lives. He hasn't called us to take it safe. He's called us to be adventurous He's called us to go and discover. He's called us to go and find out what life is all about. And sometimes to do that, you just got to get lost. An adventurous spirit will take you places you've never gone before. And so let me ask you this morning, what is possible if you take a risk? What's possible for you this morning if you would take a risk? If you could not fail, what would you attempt? Where's your sense of adventure? If you're going to get lost, another thing that you're going to need, not only a sense of adventure, you're going to need a good compass. It's easy to lose your direction without a good compass, and it's easy to stay on course with a good compass. Now, this is a story I promised I would never tell, but I'm going to tell it. We, I have 42 acres out here on the other side of town, and me and Steve and Brady 
had went out frog gigging one night, and it was late, it was dark, and uh, we had finished up, and it was about midnight when uh, we finished up. And I had parked in a particular area on just 42 acres, not that big of a piece of property. And we could not find my truck for nothing in the world. We not only could not find my truck, we did not know which way was north, south, east, and west. We had completely got twisted around out there in that property. And now we all had a different idea of which way was which. And finally, I said, because April will tell you, I am terrible with directions. I don't know which way is north, which way is south. I, north's up there, right? I mean, that's where, that's north, south. So, so finally, we found it. But... Uh, if we'd have had a good compass, we could have probably found it a lot, lot sooner. It's easy to lose your direction without a good compass, and it's easy to stay on course with a good compass. 1 Corinthians 1.8 says, Not only that, but God Himself is right alongside us to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by Jesus. Did you know this morning that there are actually three different, three different norths? How many of you knew that? That there are three norths. There's true north. There's magnetic north, and then there's what we call grid north. Uh, but there's three norths. Your magnet, your compass, always points to magnetic north. But a good compass, a good quality compass, can help you find true north. Now, the difference between true north and magnetic north is called magnetic declination. It is the variation between those two points. And if you're looking at your compass, uh, magnetic north will point here and true north will be uh, to one side or the other on your compass based on where you are on the globe. But magnetic north is a lot like the pull of the world to me. When I think about that and think about the compass, we all need a good moral compass, don't we? We all need something inside of us that is guiding us and directing us through life. But there's a magnetic pull to this earth. There's something that is always kind of trying to steer us just a little bit off course. And our journey, our goal is to find our true north in Jesus Christ. He is our true north. He is the destination. He is the course that we have set. We are working toward the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. And what we find along the way of life is that even though we're trying to stay on course... There's this little bit of a pull that tries to pull us off of our journey and keep us off the course that God has intended. And if you're in the woods and you need a, mag or you need a compass to find your direction, just the slightest little variation will get you way off course in a matter of just moments. Proverbs 14.12 says this, that there's a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. We're looking for Jesus this morning. We're not looking for the ways of the world. We're not trying to find a way that sounds right to us. But we have a direction in Jesus Christ. We have His Word that guides us and leads us and keeps us on the right way. The world pulls at us and tries to convince us that there's another way, that there's another path, and it gets us to embrace a false adventure that leads us to distraction rather than a true adventure that leads us to discovery. The internal compass of the Holy Spirit is always going to keep you on course toward your true north, Jesus Christ. Can I just challenge you this morning that you've got to have a sensitivity. We talked about last week about hearing the voice of God. Have a sensitivity to what God is saying to you and how God is directing you. It's easy to devise my own plan and my own way of getting through life, but it never is going to take me to my true destination, Jesus Christ, 
if I don't have the Holy Spirit and a sensitivity to what He is saying to me. Without a good compass, you'll lose your way. Without a good moral compass, you'll lose more than your way. You'll lose yourself in the process. Christ is our true north and Holy Spirit keeps us on course. So you need an adventurous spirit. You need a good compass. What else do you need? If you're going to get lost, you need the right gear. You need the right gear. This upcoming adventure that I'm about to go on to Africa, we have spent a lot of time and effort getting the right gear. I have done research after research. I have talked to different people, emailed the the guides, finding out what we need for this adventure because not only are we starting out in the uh, tropical rainforest, we're going to end up in the Arctic zone way up high on the mountain. So I have to have clothes for all the different things in between. And so we've been looking for the right gear. We've spent uh, weekends going and finding the right gear and finding it at a reasonable cost. And uh, that's, that's been a challenge in itself. But in life, you need the right gear as well. 1 Corinthians 1.7 says, Just think, you don't need a thing. You've got it all. And then this is what he says, All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our Master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. Jesus says we don't necessarily need anything, we've got it all. But what's he talking about there? He's talking about we have everything that we need in the person of Jesus Christ. We're not lacking anything because God has already prepared it and delivered it for us. Even in our entire series, as we have talked about the the series of provision... In our series text, he talks about God has laid up treasures for you along the pathway. He already has it all laid out for us in our journey. The right gear. The right gear. Ephesians 6.13 talks about the right gear. It says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, which which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The right gear for this journey called life. Survival shows, they always talk about the five C's of survival, things that you should take with you every time you go out into the woods just on the off chance that something goes wrong or something happens. And they, they're, they're called the five C's of survival. They're, they're cordage, their cutting tool, their combustion, their container, and their cover. Things, something to cover uh, and keep the elements off of you. But I was thinking about that and, you know, just in life's journey, there are five C's of survival too. And let me give those to you. Number one is Christ. It don't work without Him. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. It doesn't work without Jesus Christ. It it just doesn't. You have to have Him and you have to have Him central to everything that you are. Another thing that you're going to need in life is character. You needed Christ, but you need character too. Character is what sustains you when everything else around you is falling apart. Character is what keeps you grounded when everything in your life is urging you and screaming for you to deviate from the course that God has set for your life. It is character that holds you in place when everything in you is screaming for you to run, for you to get out, for you to quit, for you to walk away. It is character that will hold you steady and hold you firm and keep you solid. The world needs some people with some character. Amen. 
The, people, the world needs some men with some character. Amen. I'm thankful for the men in this church that we have men of character in this room. Another C of surviving in life is conviction. You've got to have some convictions. Something that I will fight for. Something that I will stand for. Something that I will die for. Something that I will live for. But something that means something to me. What are the principles and what are the guiding forces in your life? What is your convictions? Another thing that you're going to need is courage. As I mentioned already, we don't serve a safe God. God has always been willing to put it all on the table and risk everything for the sake of you and I. He risked everything that He had in His Son, Jesus Christ, so that He could have salvation for you and I. He's been willing to risk it all. It takes courage for that. We need some people, some men and some women that have the courage to stand up for what's right, to do what's right, and to not be uh, led astray or waver in their convictions for God. The last C is consistency. Faithfulness. Will I just be consistent? Will I just do what God has called me to do without interruption, without deviation, without separation from His purpose and plan? Will I just continue in what God has for me? The five C's of survival. I wouldn't dare uh, uh, encourage anybody to try to get lost without having those in your life. If you're going to get lost, the right gear makes all the difference. An adventurous spirit, a good compass, the right gear. And lastly, you need this, a desire for home. You need a desire for home. Getting lost is good. Staying lost is bad. People that stay lost don't ever come home. (laughs) That's not good. Not good. A desire for home sometimes is the difference between living and dying. When you go to a hotel, you are expected to check in and you are expected to also check out. Try next time you go to a hotel to not check out and see how well that goes for you. It will not work. They expect you to check out or they expect you to keep paying to stay. You go in, you check in, you check out. But sometimes in life, the opposite is true. We need to check out. We need to separate ourselves from the familiar. We need to get lost for a little while. We need to go on an adventure. We need to find some separation. But you know what else we need to do? We need to finally check back in. What I see happening in our world today is this, that a lot of people have checked out, but they have not checked back in. They've checked out on their families. They've checked out on their kids. They've checked out in their work. They've checked out in their purpose. They've checked out in their church. They've checked out in a lot of different areas, which is good. You need to do that from time to time. But by all means, make sure that you check back in. You can't just stay disconnected. You have to check back in and engage back in life. Everybody needs a break, but everybody needs to come off the break and get back to business. Amen. Too many in our world have checked out and they stay checked out. Everyone needs to go on a journey, find their heart, but that heart needs to be brought back home. Listen to me, men, this morning. Men, your family needs your captured heart. They need you to go and find your heart and then bring it back home. I appreciate this very much about my wife is that she understands that who I am as a man and who I am as a person, I need a break. I need to get away. I need to go do something that is going to be uh, transformational, challenging, 
something that is bigger than me, greater than me, beyond maybe even what I should try or should do. Because she understands that what's more important than climbing a mountain is the heart that I bring back home. The heart of restoration. Heart of renewal. The heart that just is allowed to beat again. And so I appreciate that. And I just encourage you. This morning, men, my heart is for men who have lost themselves because they have had the life beat out of them through responsibility and expectation that no matter how hard they try, they never seem to live up to what everybody expects from them. What I'm saying to you this morning, there's an easy fix that God has provided. Get away. Find a break. Disconnect. Go and find yourself somewhere. But by all means, when you find yourself, you bring yourself back home and you give yourself fully to your family. Here's what happens to me. I'm just talking, I'll just preach to myself, and if it helps somebody, then that'll be good, okay? I give myself to April, I give myself to my kids, I give myself to you, I give myself to people in the community, and after a while, there's not much of me left because it has been piecemealed out to everybody that wants a chunk along the way. And so what I have to do is I have to go and find those pieces, put them back together, and then bring them home and be willing to let them be loose, lost again. That is what God has established as the cycle of transformation and change, not only for me, but how I can impact others and bring them in that same cycle. So it's good. It's good, and it's God's plan, and it's God's way, and God wants that for each and every one of us. You've got to bring that heart back home. You know, in this life as Christians, the Bible talks about us being pilgrims and wanderers, longing for a home not of this world. 1 Corinthians 1.8 says, All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our Master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. I'm looking forward to the finale. I'm ready for Jesus to come back. I'm ready for the reward that God has laid up for us. Scripture says this of the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11 and 38. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all of these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. And the promise he talks about in verse 13. He says these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off were assured of them. Embraced them and confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. They have a desire for home. I love an adventure. I'm looking so forward to this upcoming adventure. But I can tell you that I'm even looking more forward to coming back home. There is no place like home. Click, click, right? (laughs) No place like home. The food is better. The rest is better. The company is better. There's no place like home. Life is an adventure. We need to embrace that. We need to learn to enjoy it. And we need to never lose sight that we have a desire for our true home. This is temporary, church. 
This life is temporary. Make sure that you keep your perspective eternal and do not let it become temporal. And that will get you through a lot of adversity and a lot of difficulty. Lauren, would you come? Stand with me across this place this morning. Matthew 10, 39 says, Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. I encourage you to get lost this this summer. At some point, you go on an adventure that God has arranged for you. Just remember that you need an adventurous spirit, a good compass, the right gear, and a desire for home. And God will always bring about the rest, the restoration, the transformation that you desire and seek. And more importantly, the transformation, rest, and restoration that you need. Here's what I'd like to do this morning for Father's Day is I would like to invite just the men of the church to come and stand across the front today. And so you men, if you would, step out of your seat, come and gather across the front today. And we're going to ask everyone else to come and stand behind you today. And we just want to pray for our men. I believe this, that in our culture, men are under attack in a major way. Their masculinity is under attack. Their identity is under attack. The enemy would like nothing more than to silence every man's voice in this earth and to keep them locked away from their potential and the promise that God has for them. We're not going to allow that to happen in this church. I'm going to ask some of you ladies, all of you that will, women, children, whoever's in this place, come and stand behind these men and we're going to pray together. Men, I just ask that you would, as we pray in just a moment, you ask God to give you the heart that He has designed for you. Some of you have been so burdened by life that that you've lost yourself. He says, if you'll lose yourself for my sake, I promise you, I'll help you find you. I'll help you find you. I'll help you find you. Father, today I just lift up these men in this place today. God, I pray that, Father, you would touch their heart, minister to their spirits, Lord, you have not made us safe. You have made us wild. And you have made us that way, God, so that we could be conquerors. We could be overcomers. We could be people that explore and discover new new ways and new areas of life, God. I pray that, Lord, in this room there are entrepreneurs. There are men that have greatness inside of them, Father, that has been locked away. And today we ask that, Father, you would begin to unlock those treasures that are hidden in secret places. God, open up each of us to your plan and your purpose and your will. I pray that, God, that the ladies and the children in this room, God, would support the men of their lives, that, God, they would stand behind them, that they would speak good things over them, that they would declare good things over their lives, God, that they would speak truths and blessings and refrain from any cursings. We pray that, God, you would just touch us today and help us to rise up and be the men that you've called us to be. Lord, I don't stand here discouraged this morning. I don't come to you from a discouraged point of view over the men that I see standing before us, God. I know that in them, Lord, is greatness. I know that in them is potential. I know that in them is purpose. I know that in them is leadership. I know that in them is great potential, Father, that is yet to be realized. And, Father, today I pray that you begin to unlock and reveal and release them into your great and mighty purpose. We praise you, Father, today. 
We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you'd like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself face down on your shore. Say come to the river.